Good evening, TPC family, and welcome to our Wednesday night service. I hope you all had a great Easter. I know we had just a fantastic one here at Turning Point Church. If you had the opportunity to be with us over the weekend, I know you just absolutely loved uh, just celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ here at TPC family. Uh, we hope we had a chance to see you, and, and I hope that um, you were reminded of the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in your life. Because it is the resurrection of Jesus that is the foundation of our faith in, in Christianity. Because without the resurrection, we have no hope. But because of the resurrection, we have all the hope in the world. In fact, we are the most hopeful people that uh, live on the planet because we have a God who overcame hell, death, and the grave. But not only did he overcome hell, death, and the grave, but his resurrection is a reminder of the resurrection we have in him as Christians. So, you know, when you when you come to Jesus, you know, when you respond to the gospel, that free gift of salvation, what happens is Jesus literally resurrects you from the spiritual dead. You become spiritually alive for the very first time. So when we celebrate Easter, we're also celebrating our own resurrection from the dead because of the true resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that resurrection is a reminder that we have been made alive in him. And our hope is, is, is renewed through that reminder. So again, I hope you had a great Easter weekend, uh, whether you celebrated here or, or at another church or at home or wherever you were, uh, but just be reminded that Jesus Christ, his resurrection is a reminder that in him you have the hope of eternal life. And, and that's that's where I want to begin uh, this, this week. I'm going to begin a new four-week series here in, in April talking about discipleship. Because really that's the next step after our personal resurrection through the gospel of Jesus Christ, being brought spiritually alive for the very first time. That's just the beginning it's not the end, it's just the beginning. And that that enters us into a whole new life, a whole new process of transformation, of going from faith to faith and glory to glory, from who we used to be to becoming who God originally created us to be in the first place. So this, this series that I'm uh, going to do this month, I'm going to call Transformational Discipleship. And, and I'm using that word transformation very intentionally uh, because when it comes to discipleship, there's a lot of different uh, viewpoints on discipleship. And, and we're going to talk about a couple of those, but I really want to focus on what is transformational discipleship. And that's what our focus will be tonight. I'm going to sort of define that. And then over the next three weeks after this, this week, uh, we'll talk about how that occurs, how God transforms our lives through discipleship. But before we get we begin, let's let's go to God in prayer and ask him for wisdom and insight into what transformational discipleship is all about. Let's pray. Father in Jesus name, Lord, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for uh those those people who are listening whether it's tonight or, or at some other time. Uh, Lord, I pray a blessing on them. I pray, Father, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, your ways, your purposes, and how much you love them. And tonight as we, we study the aspect of transformational discipleship, Lord, I pray that you would encourage each and every person 
that you are at work in them right now to transform their lives in order for them to become the person you created them to become in the first place. And Lord, I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Let's talk about transformational discipleship. Uh, and again, I'm using that word transformational in a very intentional way because when it comes to discipleship, a lot of times we tend to think of discipleship from an information perspective. And what do I mean by that? I mean, we think of discipleship as learning, you know, doctrine and theology and, and doing Bible studies. And all those are good things. You know, I'm certainly not against information. You know, I've, I've got a, um, a I'm working on a master of divinity right now, which is a lot of information, a lot of uh, uh, theology. And I was a director of a Bible college. So I'm certainly not against information. That's not my point. My point is that information alone is not enough when it comes to discipleship. Um, I've known a lot of people in, in my life who are Christians who have a lot of information. They know a lot of doctrine. They know a lot of theology. They can teach really good Bible studies. But uh, I've also seen a lot of people who have that information, but their lives still haven't been transformed or they haven't been fully transformed. Now, I was one of them for a long time. I was a Christian for, you know, 12 plus years. And man, I was just struggling. Uh, I had a lot of things going on in my life. And one of the biggest struggles I had was, was an addiction to pornography. And I mean, I just couldn't overcome it. I just couldn't beat it. And I didn't understand why I kept reading about freedom in Christ. Uh, you know, the promises in, in the word of God that, that Jesus can, can heal, save, and deliver. Uh, but I wasn't experiencing it. And I, and I just couldn't figure out why I wasn't experiencing it. Well, back almost uh, 12 years ago, uh, I entered into a program called Celebrate Recovery. And we now have that here at Turning Point. We didn't at the time. And in that program, I discovered a perspective on discipleship that I had never been taught before. Uh, discipleship, to me, up to that point, had always been, you know, Bible studies, again, theology, doctrine, all that informational stuff. Uh, but nobody had really explained to me how God transforms your life. Uh, I knew how, how the Bible and Bible studies inform your life, but I'd never been taught how Jesus transformed your life. And when I was taught that, when I learned that, oh man, everything changed for me. My entire perspective on uh, Christianity, my entire perspective on Jesus changed and my entire life changed. Uh, you know, where I was, where I was bound up all of a sudden I became free and I began to experience a freedom. I, I, I only had dreamt of and only had read of, I never personally experienced it my, myself. Well, as, as I learned how to walk in this transformational discipleship, I began sharing it with others. I began teaching them how God had transformed my life uh, according to the, the, the principles that I had learned in the, in the word of God about how God transforms your life. Well, then I began to see God transform other people's lives, you know, where they had struggled with things for many years. And I started sharing with them these principles. And again, their lives began to be transformed and they experienced the transformational aspect of discipleship. So that's why I want to do this series. Uh, I want to share with you the 
first of all, what is transformational discipleship? And then the process by which Jesus does and can transform your life. Because it's so important that we experience that transformational aspect of discipleship. Um, because we can know a lot of doctrine and theology. We can know a lot of Bible study information. But if we don't experience the transformation of Jesus, then we are missing out on the real core of what Christianity is all about. Uh, you know, Jesus didn't come just to inform us. He came to transform us. And I want you to experience that, that transformational aspect of discipleship. So with that in mind, what I want to do is obviously I want to begin with the Word of God. I want to begin with a couple of scriptures that really speak to this transformational aspect of discipleship and what it means to be transformed. So I want to begin in Mark chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles with you uh, or your, your uh, smartphone or your tablet or computer, whatever, uh, go to Mark chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read verse 17. So here, here in Mark chapter 1, Jesus is, is speaking to who, people who will become his disciples. Uh, you know, they're out there, they're fishing. You know, one of them is, is Simon Peter. And Jesus comes along and he says this in verse 17. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Boy, it's so important to understand the specific words Jesus uses here. He doesn't say, I will teach you to become fishers of men, or I'll give you the information about becoming fishers of men. He says, I will make you to become fishers of men. That's a transformational statement. It's not just an informational one. It's a transformational one. He's saying, look, I'm, I'm going to take you from where you are and change you into a different person, a person who becomes something different. And that's what Jesus wants to do in each one of our lives. I, I'm a very different person than I was 25, almost 26 years ago when I first encountered Jesus. You know, when I asked Jesus um, to, to be my Lord and Savior, and I accepted that free gift of salvation, the person I was then is very different than the person I am today because I've experienced transformation. And that's what Jesus is saying here to the disciples, is saying, hey, come follow me, and I'm going to transform your life. Let's look at another, another encounter Jesus had with somebody else in Scripture. And again, he comes from this perspective of transformation, not just information. You know, again, a lot of times in, in the Christian life, when we talk about discipleship, we tend to focus on behavior, we tend to focus on the actions or the outward aspect uh, of, of our lives. But Jesus always starts with the inner transformation. He starts with the heart, the character. That's what we see here in, in John chapter 4. It's the story of the woman at the well. Now, if you're, if you're not familiar with the story, here Jesus is. He comes to, to this well, and there's this woman from Samaria who comes out, and he begins to engage her in a conversation, which is, um, sort of taboo, if you will, uh, because the Jews did not consort with the Samaritans and the Samaritans did not consort with the, with the Jews. So Jesus strikes this conversation up with this, this Samaritan woman and, and she's like, um, why are you a Jew talking to me, a Samaritan woman? Well, he kind of ignores that whole thing and he begins to engage her in dialogue. Well, 
if you're not familiar with the story, during their conversation, it comes out, you know, Jesus asks her and says, hey, go get your husband. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, well, you're right in saying you don't have a husband because, in fact, you've had five husbands and the guy you're with right now is not your husband. So, you know, here here she's a very uh, sordid woman. She's got a lot of stuff or baggage in her past um, that we would look at it as, you know, definitely a sinful woman, a, a woman that's got some issues. So Jesus sort of hints at that. But that was just, that was not his focus. Uh, what I want to focus on here in John chapter four is is uh, verses thirteen and fourteen, because Jesus doesn't come to her and say, "Hey, you know what? You need to clean up your act. You 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 need to stop acting in a way that is sinful. You need to stop um, you know hanging out with all these guys, those type of things." Now, obviously, Jesus. I'm not saying Jesus ignores sin. And, and sin isn't important to overcome. That's not my point. What I am saying is Jesus doesn't, doesn't start with her behavior. Here's what he does, starting in verse 13. Jesus said to her, the woman, everyone who drinks of, the, of this water, meaning the water in, the, in that well, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give will become a spring of well water that a spring of water that will be welling up into eternal life within you. And here's the thing. That's an aspect of inner transformation. Now, obviously he's talking about the Holy spirit coming and residing within us. You know, when, when we come to Jesus and accept that free gift of salvation and, and you know, ask him to forgive us of our sin, he, he brings us spiritually alive by bringing within us the Holy Spirit, his spirit. And that's that's, that's what he's referencing here as far as the, the spring of water welling up to eternal life. That, that's the reference to the Holy Spirit being uh, brought into us. But in this encounter, again, Jesus is focusing on the inner transformation that's available to this woman, not just an external behavioral modification. And here's the thing about Christianity. Christianity is not a behavioral modification program. It is a life transformation process. It is so important for us to remember that because too often in Christianity, we tend to, we tend to kind of fall into a religious mindset and we get so focused on the behavior and changing behavior, we, we forget about the inner transformation of changing character. And, and a transformation of our identity, of who we are. And when we only focus on information in, tra- in discipleship, that information usually falls into line somewhere along, uh, you know, here's the rules and regulations. Here's what you should do and here's what you shouldn't do. Because information tends to focus on our behavior. But Jesus didn't focus on behavior with this woman. He, he brought it up. He obviously mentioned it. But his whole focus was, look, I'm offering you not a change in behavior. I'm offering you a transformed life. Because here's the thing. When our lives are transformed on the inside, our our behavior will naturally change on the outside. Christianity is an inside-out transformation, not an outside-in transformation. Let me show you one one more verse here that 
we'll, we'll sort of highlight this again. This is uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Uh, and this is out of the New Living Translation. Now, this is Paul writing. And he says this in verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Now, desire is not an action. It's something that comes before action. It's something that leads to action. So here Paul is saying, look, God is at work in you, and he's changing. He's transforming your desires. And not only is he transforming your desires, he's giving you the power to fulfill those desires and both of those things will lead to what pleases him, which is a, a, an outward expression of an inward transformation. That's what I mean when I talk about a transformational discipleship process. Uh, so I, I want to illustrate this. Uh, I'm going to use my iPad here to look at how this process works. So give you sort of a, a, an illustration to better understand what I'm referencing. Okay. When it comes to transformation, it's all about the internal first. So the way I illustrate that is, you know, we all are made up of three parts. Uh, we have a body, okay, which is easy to understand. We all see that. But we also have a soul. When I talk about the soul, what I'm talking about is the mind, the will, and the emotion. It's, it's, our, it's our personality. It's who we are. It's, it's uh, the, re, the real us. This is not me. I'm on the inside, if you will. So that's my soul. And then at the core is our spirit. Now, I'll get more into the condition of the soul and the spirit next week. But let me, let me illustrate this with three circles. Okay. So the first circle here is the spirit. Then you have the soul. And then you have the body. Okay. These three parts where what i've labeled uh, outside is body middle is soul inner is spirit also repre represent three different aspects of our lives and that's that's the point i want to get to right now so let's look at this outer circle first of all the outer circle is our behavior okay because our body is what actually does the action right so behavior so there's our behavior is on the outside now, when we talk about behavior, what I'm really talking about is answering the question, what do I do? Okay, that's behavior. What do I do? And in Christianity, most of the time, this is what we focus on is behavior. Um, again, that's why I said earlier, you know, Christianity is not a behavioral modification program. It's a life transformation process. And when we only focus on behavior, we miss the aspect of transformation. Because behavior is on the outside. Okay, you know, the body does the actions or, or is, is, the, is the, the carrier, if you will, of our behavior. But underlying behavior in that second circle that we mentioned was the soul, this is our character. Now, the Bible would also reference this as our heart. You know, when the Bible talks about heart, it's not talking about our physical heart, okay? That thing that beats in our chest. It's talking sort of the, the value center, the, the thing that drives what we do, 
you know, uh, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart speaks the mouth. Again, he's not talking about the physical heart. He's talking about the underlying character. That's what drives what, what we do and what we say. So when I talk about character, what I'm talking about is what do I believe? Because what I believe is the foundation of my character. Because I'm not going to constantly, I will not consistently act in a way that's contrary to what I believe. And then at the core, where our, our spirit is, that's our identity. And identity is who am I? That's the core. That's one of the questions. These are the questions that we sort of inadvertently ask ourselves or subconsciously ask ourselves is the better way to put it. We constantly, constantly subconsciously ask ourselves, who am I? What do I believe and what do I do? Now, obviously, the behavior part is easy because we see that and we experience that. The character is not as easy and identity, that's the hardest to really nail down, to really experience and understand, because, again, that's more the internal than it is the external. So when it comes to these three, the reality of life is behavior is driven by character. So whatever our character is, is going to drive our behavior, and our identity is what drives our character. So if I've got a behavior problem, the real problem is not behavior, it's character. And if I've got a character problem, the real problem isn't character, it's identity. So when it comes to transformation, if I want a change in behavior, it's not a matter of drumming up enough willpower to stop the behavior. It's recognize, recognizing what is the character flaw what is the, the issue in my character that is driving this behavior? And to one degree, part of that issue is what, what is it that I believe, <clears throat> excuse me, that is driving me to take this action that is sinful or it's causing me pain or other people pain? And then in the aspect of what do I believe, what I believe is really a function of who I am. It's a function of identity. So again, the flow is who I am will dictate what I believe and what I believe will dictate what I do. In order to see a transformation in our life, in our lives, when it comes to behavior, it has to impact our character first and ultimately has to impact our identity. Because as I said, behavior is what leads to the action of life. Those are the things we tend to focus on. This tends to be our focus. This is what I want to change. Because a lot of times we see actions that, you know, like habits that we don't like, that we want to change. Um, and sometimes our actions are sort of driven by our feelings, you know, such as anger or resentment or jealousy um, or, or those types of things. And, and we see these actions and we're like, man, I wish I just didn't do that. I wish I could change that. For me, you know, one of those habits was, was an addiction to pornography. Man, I wish I could just stop this pornography. Well, the reality was the pornography wasn't my problem because according to this right here, 
behavior is the real is not the real issue. Underlying behavior is a character flaw. And underlying the character flaw is a flaw in my identity. I just didn't know who I was. That's what transformational discipleship is all about. It's about God changing our identity in order to change our character, in order to change our behavior. So this is why Jesus, when he is speaking to the the woman at the well, doesn't focus heavily on her actions or her behavior. He mentions it. You know, he says, hey, you know, you've had five husbands and the, and the one you're with is not your husband. But his whole focus was on the inner side. You know, it, anybody who drinks of this water will become a spring of living water that will lead to eternal life. Well, that spring within that person is a transformation of identity because that it's the identity that leads to character, that leads to behavior, that ultimately leads to action. And that's why, as Christians, we we have to allow God to transform our identity, our character. And when those are transformed, our behavior naturally follows. So think of it this way. Behavior is the fruit of the tree but the root of the tree is our identity and our character. So, you know, if I go to Home Depot or Lowe's or, or a nursery or something, and I go buy a, an orange tree and I go plant it in my backyard, you know, and, and next season it starts producing apples. Well, I can go out there and, and cut the apples off the tree and hope that, you know, next time it produces fruit, that it's going to produce an orange. But I can tell you right now, it's going to produce apples. Because the only way I can change this from this tree from an apple tree to an orange tree is to uproot it and plant it with a new tree whose roots are going to produce oranges because it's an orange tree. And it's the same thing with us. You know, if, if we're seeing bad habits, bad, you know, bad actions, things in our lives that we don't like, we have to have a transformation at the root of our life in order to see a transformation of the fruit of our life. And that's what transformational discipleship is all about. And that's what I want to talk about in these next three weeks is how does God transform us at the root, at the core? How does he transform our identity so that it transforms our character, so that it transforms our behavior? Because here's the thing. I, you know, again, when I, when I was addicted to porn, I tried willpower a, a bazillion times to try and stop the addiction, but it wouldn't work. Because willpower has no power over sin. So eventually the sin came back. But when Jesus came into my life in a way that I didn't even know was possible and began to transform my identity, that's when everything started to change for me. Because as my identity was transformed, my character was transformed. And then my, my, my behavior was transformed. So, it wasn't that I just stopped doing these bad things. 
It's I became the type of person who just didn't want to do them anymore. And that's the type of transformation that everybody's after. Because that type of transformation is a lasting transformation. It's not a temporary one. It's one that is built on a foundation of the rock of Jesus Christ rather than the sand of willpower. And again, that's what we will talk about over these next three weeks, uh, starting the next three weeks uh, of how God transforms your life. I hope you're excited about learning this. I'm really excited about teaching this because I've experienced it. I've seen the power of God to transform others, other people's lives in this area as well, where their identity is transformed, their character is transformed, their behavior just naturally follows. So again, I hope you're excited about these next three weeks. I'm looking forward to, to sharing this with you. But as we come to a close today, I just want to say thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for being part of the TPC family. We're so blessed that that uh, you are part of this family and that you are part of the family of God. Uh, again, that, that aspect of resurrection is something that is available to all of us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, here at Turning Point Church, we want every person in the entire world to hear that message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're so grateful for those of you who have partnered with us financially to help us spread that word here on the Internet through Facebook or YouTube or, or wherever it is that, you, that you're watching. And, and the many other avenues by which we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you for being a faithful partner. Uh, if you've never had that opportunity, you know, there's three ways you can give here at Turning Point Church. You can give online at tpcfamily.org. You can text the word GIVE to 817-617-4378. Or if you're with us um, here in the, in the Fort Worth area, or even not in the Fort Worth area, you can mail us at uh, Turning Point Church at 10,700 Old Burleson Road, Fort Worth, Texas, 76140. So again, thank you. Uh, let me pray as we close this week, and I look forward to sharing with you the rest of this series. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you uh, so much for, uh, first of all, just for who you are. Lord, I thank you for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you that your desire is to transform lives. So as we go through this series, Lord, I pray that you would encourage each and every person that listens and, and that you would give them uh, a spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, and the knowledge and understanding of how you want to transform their life, uh, how you've given them a new identity, how that identity can transform their character, and how that, that transformed character can lead to a transformed behavior to where they not just do the things that are good, they become the good person you called them to become. And Lord, I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Uh, look forward to seeing you next week as we move into part two, talking about transformational discipleship. God bless you all.